Hello, this is Denise Favaldo. And I'm Diane Worthington. And we are Women Beyond a Certain Age. Now, if you've <laughs> listened to our podcast before, you know what that means. <laughs> We're way beyond. Way, way, way yes, beyond. definitely. But, way beyond. And we want to just tell you this. We have been getting comments and messages sent to us via our Facebook page, and we are thrilled, and thank you so much. So please keep those comments and suggestions coming. Last week. We what about t- email? What about email? Oh, email. Email us at womenbeyond at iCloud.com. See how easy that was for me? It was easy for me. (laughs) Now, here's the gig. Yes. Last podcast, Diane, we talked about turkey, turkey, turkey. Oh, my goodness. Gravy, gravy, gravy. I mean, we were kind of obsessive about the turkey. But I hope people got something out of it. I, I listened to it this morning and thought, my God, I'd like to cook my turkey today. Now, today we're going to talk about some side dishes. And they're going to be right out of our books. Post all the recipes for you. We don't post them. Cindy posts the recipes for you on the Facebook page. Yes, she will. Then we'll talk about desserts a little bit. Diane and I don't consider ourselves bakers, but we know how to eat good desserts. (laughs) And we know what good desserts taste like. That is the truth, Don't we? Don't we? Sadly, that is correct. Sadly, that is the correct. (laughs) And then we're going to have a couple of extra tips for you. So, Diane, let's start with... Wait, wait, wait. Let's start with the fact that I told you I was going to set my table. Here we are at Diane's house, and Diane set her table just like she said a week before. (laughs) It is so pretty. Cindy's going to post a picture of Diane's table, too. Diane has her mother's Thanksgiving turkey plates. How old are they? Oh, about 70 years old. Oh, my God, they're beautiful. They're from England, yeah. They're and just beautiful. she put out the real sterling silver, so I'm so excited because I've, I've been looking for six or seven or eight <laughs> teaspoons that I could steal from someone, <laughs> and I think I found them. Well, you know what? I got my mother's silver, so now I have 28 place settings. Well, then I, I don't even feel badly <laughs> right, that I'm exactly. going to steal them from you. Exactly, but, you know, we use them so frequently. Well, it's very pretty, and it's, yeah. you know, I'll say this. We said it last week. It's festive to set your table. It's very, Diane's looks very organic. She's got some little tiny beautiful marigolds, small vases. She's got fruit. You've got fruit. Persimmons, satsumas. Beautiful. And then I have these gourds that I bought years ago. This woman who sold gourds up in Paso Robles. (laughs) And I bought many of them and I use them on my table every year. And they're gorgeous. Antique And they're real. Yeah, and they're real. (laughs) No, honey, it looks so pretty because it just looks... Like the season. Yeah. And it's fun. I love it. It makes you feel good. I th- it yeah. is I mean, very it's, fun. Let's say this. It's the easiest part of cooking Thanksgiving. That's right. Now, I, I'm also staring at Diane's stock. <laughs> if you didn't listen last week, go back because I'm telling you, there's a lot of things to talk about in stock. Defrosting. It's defrosting. On the sink. But, um, Diane, tell us about some of the side dishes that you've had great success with. And I love the stories involved with several of them. Okay. Uh, start with your uh, your um, sweet potato puree and coconut milk. Oh, my goodness gracious. So, a number of years ago, I went to Hawaii with a friend, and we ended up having dinner at Spago at the Four Seasons in Hawaii. And I had pureed sweet potatoes with coconut milk. And then I put ginger snaps. I kind of redid their recipe just because I didn't have it. But when I tell you this is... To die for. I'm not kidding you. And isn't it like gluten-free or some kind of free? Oh, dairy-free. Dairy-free. 
gluten, dairy, it gets complicated. But it's, it's it, fair traded sweet potatoes. <laughs> well, they were Hawaiian purple sweet oh, potatoes. Okay. Delish. Okay. So we're going to put that up definitely. And if you want to surprise your guests with a little twist, that's a good one. I do also want to tell you that I do something called Yam Towers. Have we Ooh, talked about no. this? Okay. So what I want you all to do is picture cutting off the ends of um, yams, you know, the more mahogany, orangey colored yams, and putting them in your oven at, I do it at like 425 for an hour until they really are nicely cooked and soft. Then I take them out and I cut them into about one and a half to two inch slices, turn them over so that they're orange on the top, so it's a circular orange as I call it, a yam tower. And then, talk about easy. You could, if you were so inclined, to use little baby marshmallows, which I'm not doing because enough with the sweet stuff. I usually just do a dab of creme fraiche and Mm. chives on top. Or if you want to spice it up, add a little, any kind of sriracha to the the sour cream or the creme fraiche. Anyway, it's about the simplest thing you can do, guys. And really, people love it. Maybe because it's simple and it's pretty. I'll tell you something. That sounds delicious. And, of course, you with the creme fraiche and the chives would class it up. Now, (laughs) we wrote a cookbook. Cindy and I worked on recipes for a woman whose name we can't mention. But she was basically white trash. Okay. (laughs) Just to be honest with you. Calm down, Denise. We're not going in that direction. Now, here's the only thing. I had to make. I've never had marshmallows on sweet potatoes. Anything before. Not in my life. Well, we had to make a dish for her. Well, actually, then when I tasted it, it was delicious with those marshmallows on it. I was shocked by my own yeah, lack low of class, <laughs> my own lack of taste. But I think your towers sound fabulous, and I bet you could do a million different things with oh, that. Oh, I've done a million How different pretty. things. You could do it with salsa. You could do it as a little appetizer. One last thing, because I don't want to forget this. I was invited to the Pecan Culinary uh uh, summit, which I think I've talked about, but yes. I, um, so there were all these chefs from all over the country who each got a dish to cook and I chose the sweet potatoes. And what they did is that instead of making it dairy, they took, um, a cup of pecans and two cups of milk and pureed it until it was milk. And then they added, this was really a taste of uh, Georgia in a dish. Uh, you use the pecan milk in quotes and peach preserves, and pureed yams, a little bit of butter. OMG. It's definitely worth considering that one, too. So I could go on, but we have more to discuss. So that's the sweet potatoes. I like that. What else are we talking about? I was going to say this. Yeah. Lots of people serve butternut squash soup. Right. For Thanksgiving, which is lovely. Now, what I've started to do, and what you have already on your buffet, and so you and I were copying each other, I have made a creamy carrot ginger soup for years. Now, it's very creamy, but there is no dairy in it. It's just, and it's so delicious. When you puree it, it just gets creamy. And there's leeks, and it's it's simple Mm. and delicious. But lots of times when people first arrive, I give them a little demi-tasse of it, and they can drink it right out, or a small coffee cup. Yeah. And then they can drink it. Or a shot glass. You know, yeah. Now she's talking my language. And now, that way they it warms them up when they walk in if it is cold out. But it's simple yeah. and it's some it's kind of festive instead of always it's sitting very down at festive. the table. I mean, I I love doing that. And I tell you, 
you don't want to get into the appetizer scenario for Thanksgiving. It's just There's ridiculous. So much food, but you want to have a little something to welcome your guests. That's right. So, and and this is for the holidays. Or any time when it's wintry and cold. It's Absolutely. a lovely thing to do. You know, there's so much food. If you could see, since we're sitting in Diane's kitchen, <laughs> she had to type out her own menu. <laughs> it just goes to show you how much food she's making. I'm making mine a little simpler this year. But one of the things that, Diane, you also said, see, I don't. I'm not a Brussels sprouts fan. Oh, the telephone. Excuse me. Your phone just rang, and I think it was the Brussels Sprouts Council calling me on that segment. And we will never get a nickel from them, will we? But here's the thing. Yours sound good to me. You have a Brussels sprouts with a winter squash. Yeah, I have a couple. Tell me about that because I have eaten Brussels sprouts, but sometimes people trying to hide the Brussels sprout with so much bacon or something, what's the point? Do you see what I'm saying? I completely agree, but a lot of people love that. But I certainly, I mean, you got to simplify for Thanksgiving because, I mean, there's enough flavors going Ah! on that you don't need bacon in your thing. But what I was going to say was... There's a, a couple of things to know about Brussels sprouts. If you're able to find smaller ones, first of all, they're more tender okay. and they're just really good. When they're larger, I always take off the outer leaves and then I cut because them in half. Because they're tougher, aren't they? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, and I cut them in half, okay. but I take off the outer leaves and then I cut them. But if you can small find small ones, and by the way, I've been seeing them, oddly enough, at Trader Joe's that are purple this year. Oh, I was just at Trader Joe's. I saw the, you know, I love the way they look and I can't yeah. tell you many times, the on the stock. Now, oh, yeah, are they I love any that. fresher when they're on the stock, do you think, or is it just a way to sell more Brussels sprouts? I think it's a decor. A decor. Okay. That's I how love I the way it. they look. Oh, it's a great look. I That'll just don't like to put on yeah. your table. They're beautiful. Okay, but here's the other couple things I do. So I blanch them in boiling water for like two minutes, and that takes off the rawness and softens them just enough. And then I roast them with... Um, olive oil and my seriously simple salt which i understand cindy has put up and you guys can all find it and i i ask you you will be happy you'll be thrilled to make up a batch of this and keep it give it to friends i give it as holiday gifts too it's just incredible for flavoring but anyway uh and then i roast them Mm. and we'll have the recipe out and then i also and then I'll add the butternut squash in small chunks and roast that together. And it's just a delicious combo. The colors must them. be beautiful. No, I can <laughs> see how beautiful. Well, you know, the thing that's funny is because Brussels sprouts are pretty when you blanch them. And yeah. they have a, you know, a defined shape. They're fabulous. We, as stylists, we use them all the time because everybody knows exactly what they are. Yeah. And it reminds you of Thanksgiving or, you know, winter. So right, 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 it, you right. Know, Well, that sounds good. Okay, I, mean, I like that you roasted them. Oh yeah, that's the only. Oh, okay. please. No, you blanch them, you roast them. You'll find, you'll see the difference if you take that extra step. Blanching means you put them in boiling water for a couple of minutes and then take them out, drain them, dry, you know, dry them, and then put them on a cookie sheet or a, a jelly roll pan with the olive oil and seasoning salt. Well, one of the one of the comments that we got, which I think is brilliant, yeah, when people have written to us. We've even had, God forbid, we've had women under forty. Wow. Listen to us. Now, I don't know if they miss their grandmother. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> or great grandmother. Or, or if they're afraid of what's coming. I'm not sure what their motivation is for that. No, it's very sweet. But I have yeah. to tell you something. And Diane was saying, you were saying this to me. 
We assume most people know how to cook because in our age group, but God, if you've gotten to be as old as <clears throat> I am <clears throat> and you don't cook, you did something right. Okay. That's all. <laughs> you must have married better or you had something. You had a facelift. Okay. You did something to make your life work for you. But I had a young woman that wrote me a message. Yeah. So one of the things her uh, side dishes are hard sometimes for people. But one of the great ones, again, Trader Joe's, but it could be any store. I told her, and Cindy and I have done this for so many different events and things that we needed a quick, inexpensive side dish. You buy the small heracoveres, the little green beans that are tender and nice. You barely even have to clean them. You know, you just trim the ends. Trim the ends off. That's it. And then I blister them in a hot cast iron pan and then... I usually take beautiful pear tomatoes, cut them in half, and we throw those in the same blistering pan. Little ones. Yeah, baby. So with a little olive oil, salt, and pepper, that's it. So you have kind of the blistered, I call them blistered, you could almost call them blackened because the green beans get pretty dark. Right, but this sounds like a Christmas dish too because it's red and green. Yes. Yeah. And you know what? But you literally, the food will tell you when it's cooked. You know, people say, oh, how long do I cook it? Well, let me tell you something. Put those in a hot pan, and when they're turning color on you, and the little tomatoes look blistered. It's really pretty. I have to tell you, it's so pretty, Diane. And, of course, uh, you wanted to put a little feta cheese on top at the end or a blue cheese crumble. You could. But it's so clean and so delicious. It goes with all the other things you're eating. Yeah. Sounds really pretty. It's really pretty. But I always say to people, I think, again, and we've said this before, we make it bigger in our mind than it actually is. Yeah. And people are not going to judge you, okay? They're so thrilled. To be invited. You, are you that kidding? To be invited, they are not going to judge you. Yeah. It's not about judging. This is a time for taking the moment to be in gratitude well, for all that we have. Because there's so many people that are having a tough time right we've now. We've had a rough couple of weeks in Los Angeles, which Very Cindy rough. and Diane and I have been talking about. Between people's even, homes, people's homes, lost. there was a shooting a Horrible here. shooting. Horrible, yeah. horrible, horrible. Really... So if there was ever a time to not worry or obsess about, is your turkey going to be perfect? Exactly. To me, this is the week. And also... As you, if you listened last week, make extra gravy. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Always, Always make, make a double gravy. amount of gravy. It's kind of like having a lipstick in your pocket, okay? <laughs> you need that if you... I love that. Lipstick in the pocket, extra gravy. Now, Don't forget. Don't forget. Now, this is the other thing. Yes. Instead of, like when we talked about people coming in and enjoying the soup, right then, Cindy actually developed this recipe for one of our cookbooks, and it's a sage biscuit. Now, we don't make them big. Yeah, we, like the little miniature, little miniature biscuits. But they wipe their mashed potatoes up with it. <laughs> we have a, a recipe for a honey butter that goes with it. But actually, these sage biscuits, you clean your Thanksgiving plate with the sage biscuits, and they are delicious. Oh. Yeah, they're not heavy. They're delicious. Mm-mm. But the trick is, is not to make them very big. Yeah. That makes sense. Well, you know, I think there's stuffing people, and then there's, I guess, That's biscuit right. bread people. Well, and I'm a big stuffing person. I make stuffing because my husband likes it. My mother made great stuffing. We never had bread because my mother always burned the rolls. I mean, every <laughs> I only know Thanksgiving is, God damn it, the rolls. I burned the rolls. And my sisters and I then hearing that, because <laughs> yeah. she was trying to scrape the bottom. As my father, of course, is now screaming, God damn it, you have a timer. 
you know, it was just, so, it was always so joyful. That's yeah, it all. sounds very it joyful. It was so charming. I mean, ours was exactly like Norman Rockwell's. Oh, well, yeah. With the like... swearing and the hysterics, the Italian hysterics. <laughs> but, but they're I, good. They're but, good. Yeah. And you can make them ahead, which is the other thing, because yeah. I'm And again, it'll be, it'll be on the, our site. Right? Yes. On Facebook. You know, the... Carrot and ginger soup can be made ahead. I bet your you can have all your all the sweet, sweet potato potatoes dishes done. can be made yes. ahead. So this is a big thing about enjoying your day. You said it. And again, all the recipes be on the website. So we haven't talked about, but we're going to talk a little bit about desserts. Well, wait. I have oh, to talk about oh. stuffing first. Oh, I beg your pardon. Excuse me. You got Excuse your biscuits me. in, and I want to discuss stuffing. Of Get course it? you do. I beg your pardon. That was such okay, a Okay, I will forgive you, <laughs> Denise. such a frump Anyway, so through the years, I've made many different stuffings. The one that we had was Pepperidge Farm when I grew up from my mother, who was... But that was the best brand she, you could buy. At least she, yeah, she's that's true. She was spending 37 cents when no one else was doing <laughs> Or maybe it was Mrs. Covetson's. Whatever it was, believe me, it came out of a box. Anyhow, so I'm sure out of that, I used to make my own cornbread. I love cornbread stuffing. So, But I've now found a place that makes the cornbread, and then I toast it. There's just something about the combination of caramelized leeks, roasted chestnuts, mm. chicken apple sausage fresh thyme and cornbread into I put it into a terrine and it's just she's showing off again isn't she oh I'm sorry that I put it in a Pyrex dish that is showing off okay that is I'm just, sorry I can't it help it sounds delicious like when I want to speak French well now I'm, when I come back to still the silverware I may have to be looking for this stuffing in the refrigerator too and the terrine and the terrine and so for me for one year I remember I made corn biscuits yeah they were like Cornbready kind of thing, but they were very sweet. So enough with the biscuits. Enough with the uh, your stuffing sounds sides. delicious. Now I grew up on the plain old, just yeah. stale bread, yeah. celery, onion, yeah. And once in a while, we put sausage in it, Italian sausage in it. Yeah, that would be good. I'm thinking, but about... it was just simple. But mostly, what I like about stuffing is I think it's better the second day. Uh, well, excuse me. <laughs> Let us just make sure we make this perfectly clear. Everything is better it is. the second day because you don't have to talk to anybody. <laughs> you don't have to. You don't have to put on a nice outfit. You don't have to take it, a shower. The sweatpants, the leftovers and sweatpants are probably the highlight. That aren't should they? be a new title: leftovers with sweatpants. Like it. I'm always looking for new titles for books. Okay, Denise, are we All moving right. on here? We're moving on, and here's why. Yeah, Diane and I, we don't consider ourselves bakers, but. As you have to do in your career as a food stylist and a food writer and in catering, since we've both been in catering, we know des- good desserts and I know how to make a few simple desserts. I do classic desserts, I mm-hmm. call them. But this is my, my favorite book for desserts. And if you don't know anything about baking is Abby Dodge mm-hmm. wrote a book called The Everyday Baker. It won an IECP award. It was nominated for a James Beard. It's been out about a year, but I have to tell you something. I made the pumpkin custard that is in the book with bourbon. Mm. It's part souffle, part custard, part pudding. Do you know what I yum. mean? It's yum. And it has bourbon in it. And that's nice because my palate's already prepared for the bourbon. And so <laughs> it just kind of flows. Yeah, you know what I mean? It just kind of just flows together. Yeah. But Abby's book is wonderful. And I tell you that if you don't know how to bake or if you want to learn how to bake, buy her book. And then I got here to say that. And Diane told me the exact same thing, how much you enjoyed it and that you had made. The, the- apple pie. 
Now I've been teaching how to make pastry. I mean, I, I don't know if you did this with cooking school, but I mean, I had to do a million different things. Oh, yeah. Things. No, no. Yeah, we but it's not our fa- first love. Yeah. I think that's what you mean. I mean, we know how to do it, but we're not crazy about that well, part of cooking. If it, I baking, have to yeah. bake something or go to the bakery, yeah, I'll go to the bakery yeah, lots gotcha. of times. For me, I have to make sure I can make it nice and do it correctly and figure it out, and then I go to the bakery. Once I created, you know, developed it or made it, feeling like I, you know, I conquered that. Next, Le Pan wow. Quotidien is what I say. Wow. <laughs> I guess I won't tell her that I bought a lovely apple tart that looks really, really good from Trader Joe's. And I'm going to heat it up and put a scoop of vanilla ice cream on it. And my husband says, did you make this? I'll say yes. And he goes, you're lying. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least you guys know how you operate. That's exactly <laughs> Well, anyway, but yeah, but. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I do have to say that in the Everyday Baker, I like the way she made her pie crust. I started to say this. I do mine in the food processor, and nobody does this anymore, but if you use pastry flour, and I don't mean um, whole wheat, I mean white. unbleached yeah. white pastry flour, which is hard to find, you do not have to let it rest. If you use a frozen butter and you you know whirl it in the food processor... Because it's lower in gluten, pastry flour, this is just a good tip. You can roll it right out, which is amazing to me. But the big thing that I wanted to say is you still want to see little bits of butter throughout the dough because that will make it incredibly... Exactly. And I think people often don't know that. They mush it to where you don't see any of the butter or the shortening. So just remember that little tip because it will help you in the final result. Abby's book has um, step-by-step pictures, and that's why I'm such yes. a fan of it, because you really can't, especially if you're trying to teach someone or teach yourself. Uh, the first time I ever made a pastry, a crust, I so overworked it, exactly what Diane is talking about. You wouldn't have known what that stuff was made out of. <laughs> the pastry, the butter, the flour. But, and the problem is when you overwork the dough, right. when you bake it off, then it falls apart. Yeah, okay. just, yeah it's, it's just crumbs. Better to leave where you yes. can see pieces of the shortening or butter in it. And I'm not talking about big, giant tablespoons. I'm talking about little, little tiny pieces because it will result in a really a buttery crust and, and not heavy, not lighter. I used to be scared of pie crust. For years, I was scared of it. Then the easiest thing that I found out, and this was Cindy's suggestion, because Cindy's grandmother used to make gorgeous pies and sold them in L.A. Yeah? What's I the used it, the Cuisinart, but I learned to use half Crisco and half butter right off the Crisco site. So I got the properties of both. It made it yeah. easier for me to understand what the dough was really supposed to yeah. feel like. Do you know what I mean? Yes. And I didn't overwork it. So, And do you chill? or? Fr- I mean, the freezing butter in little tiny chunks is a really good way to go because it will right. help you keep those little pieces of butter in it but i you could refrigerate the crisco too or you know yeah you could yeah this is our last part of the show we wanted to give you three extra tips cindy's gonna put this up tomorrow you you're probably all knee deep in it or if you're not then i would certainly suggest ordering your dinner Yes, exactly. Don't stress. Uh, you know, I've always, I've been threatening. I see the little booth at like Whole Foods. It says a whole dinner for $139. Oh, I know. And stuff. Okay. I, I've always wanted to buy one, so I want to see what it tastes like. Mm. But I never do. I always just trudge away through my own cooking. Now, Ditto. this is, writing into it, this morning on Facebook, yes, 
a lively discussion and turned into a really ugly thing. Mm. Shaming. It was shaming. It was pastry pie- shaming. Pie <laughs> crust shaming. Pie crust shaming. <laughs> Cynthia Grobert and Natalie Dupree. Yes, I'm dropping big names here. These are the, the doyens the of doyens southern, of southern cooking. cooking. They know their way around a pie crust if you get my Man, do they ever. Someone had been saying mean things and they said there is no shame in a pre-made pie crust. And I agree. I have used, again, because from coming from food styling, we don't make the crust from scratch right. if we have to make pies. We found of all the brands, the Pillsbury in the refrigeration, the sheets of it, you literally can unroll it and drop it in a pan. Tastes pretty damn good. Cindy likes to grind up nuts and put them in the bottom of her pie so that the crust doesn't get soggy. Mm-hmm. And then that little bit of nuts delicious... You, know, you mean over pie. when you sprinkle it over? You sprinkle it over the pie. Yes, the dough the when you dough. get in there. Yeah. And I've just usually wiped them with a little egg white. I learned how to prick them with a fork and yeah. egg white. And then I put the filling in them in there and they're delicious. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. But you, when I t- said that to you this morning, tell me what you know about well, pie, pie. I never knew made. anything about it because I have never made uh, uh, bought a store-bought pie crust. However, I was testing for my... Chicago Tribune, um, seriously simple syndicated column. Man, that's a mouthful. Yeah. And I write every week about food and travel and stuff. So I wanted to do a Hanukkah, which we'll talk about in another Coming show. Coming up, yeah. Hanukkah dessert. And so I decided to do a blueberry crostata or gallette. It's just a free form pie. And I went to Trader Joe's and I took. it's got two pie doughs in it. The problem with it, and I've read other people said this, so let me tell you, it was very good, but when you unroll it, it kind of breaks up, and it broke up so much that I ended up putting it in a ball and rolling it out myself. Oh, okay. So, in fact, it might be better to use the Pillsbury if you never had that problem. We, I've never had that. We have not had that. We've used it countless times. Okay, so I'm I'm telling you that that you know the Trader Joe has it's a little iffy when you're unrolling it. All of a sudden, it comes into pieces. So I, I'm amazed that you had time to even go to Trader Joe's and buy the pie crust since <laughs> you have set your table, made 5,000 side dishes, and the stock, which I could probably sell for like $250 oh, to I some, know that stock to some desperate gourmet out there. Des- I know, but I only have four and a half cups. Do you know that was always my goal to just make stock? I had no idea what the food industry was. I thought people would pay me a lot of money to make the world's best stock. I don't stock. think that happened I know because that- I've noticed in the freezer section the perfect condition. <laughs> Which used to be a stock place. I know. All right, so let's talk dessert now. No, 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 no. Oh, that would, oh, we're we're into our extra tips. Um, <laughs> this is why we're called Women Beyond a Certain Age. Exactly. And by so, the way, if you hear anything and we've repeated it, that's not because we have no memory. That's because we know that you've already forgotten what we said. Now, tell us about your wine selection because I think this is a brilliant, brilliant tip for Thanksgiving table. Okay. Don't take out your really good wine for Thanksgiving. That's the first tip. The second tip, and I got this from a major wine aficionado, Beaujolais Nouveau comes out on November 15th, so it's out. It has the prettiest bottles. It's a light, fruity red. I put it, a few of them on the table on uh, with wine coasters around them. It's beautiful to look at, and it's the perfect beverage because... You have so many flavors going on. You don't know where what's happening. Your tongue doesn't know what's happening. Right. And so this really works with with that concept. So I say Beaujolais Nouveau is where what you get. And it's like 
$12, $10 a bottle Perfect. or something. The other thing I do, as well as sometimes the soup when people walk in, is I do a sparkling <gasps> Prosecco, yep. sparkling wine or Prosecco. And then I put in either pomegranate juice or cranberry, a tiny bit of cranberry juice, or, and then um, some little uh, pomegranate seeds. And I serve that at, when you walk in, you know. And Festive. I... Prosecco is one of my favorite things when people first arrive. Yeah. And I do it because you say, would you like a glass of Prosecco? I don't always have a full bar. You know, it depends on the crowd. That's good. Some younger people want to have a Manhattan. Some people want to have a gin and tonic. But I don't always I don't always know that I have a full bar because my housekeeper drinks it faster than I <laughs> Faster than I can bring it in the house. I, I'm going to speak to her eventually. Okay. But I, I buy the San Marcos. I think it's a Prosecco. Mm -hmm. It's in a blue label. Yeah, blue and, and silver. I blue and say. silver. And my dear friend Ann Willen turned me on to it when she was still here in Santa Monica. It's only 10 or $12. But Costco has the best price on it for you those go. of you. Wherever you are, there's a Costco nearby. That's right. And I put a little bit of limoncello in the oh, bottom of the fun. glass. And because Cindy makes limoncello every year and gives me some. Nice. Um, from lemons, usually off my tree. How do you like that? I love it. And then Cindy's favorite with that is the St. Germain that you, t it's a flowery elderberry. Isn't that what it is? Elderflower. An elderflower. That was funny. Flowery elderberry. <laughs> But in fact, it's elderflower. Elderflower. They come out in the spring, and the French collect the flowers, and then they make it into this liqueur that is very unique. And um, in one of my books, I forget which one. I think it was Seriously Simple Holidays. I do uh, a tablespoon of that with the sparkling and Any it's kind of delicious. It's ridiculous. And you, at one of the, we had a book signing for Diane six years ago. Oh I don't know where the time goes. Goodness. And we served that at the party. And then Diane, you gave Cindy that was, was mm -hmm. the rest of the St. Germain. And she loves it. So. Yeah, it's a great, it's a great, go look up recipes to do with it. It's and you, I know you can buy it at BevMo because I've bought it again since. It's yeah. delicious. Yeah. Now it was tough to find for a while when it was open, you know, it was yeah. coming out. But anyway, it's it's kind of a fun thing, and you can talk about you know the whole elderberry flower, elderflower, uh, elderflower. I only I only I said it wrong to confuse her. See how easy exactly. I did it on purpose. I did it on purpose. I love so it. I would look smart, okay? <laughs> and you always look smart. Let's talk just for a minute about gratitude and about taking a moment at your table this year, and just you know, you know, I feel like. I'm running for Miss Senior America because <laughs> I keep thinking to myself, I just really do want world peace. And even though that may seem difficult, if we could just all be nicer to each other. Exactly. And be grateful for what we've got and maybe help people in any way we can. Right. Whether it's financially, send a check, whatever. Give them, you know, if you're redoing your couch, maybe somebody in the fire. Right. They're setting up here in Los Angeles. I did it when Ventura had the terrible fires. I went through my house and I ended up with like five or six huge plastic tubs of extra towels, pillowcases, things that I didn't need. Yeah. And they they just donated them to them. So that's kind of what I'm thinking is with that. With the fires where we are. If you can't do that and you want to uh, do a donation. I mean, when you look at these people who have lost everything, it's just or the you know. pet, the pet, and the safe. pet, yeah. And there's, by the way, the pet shelter. I believe it's in. I don't know if it's in Ventura where it is, but there is a specific fund set up for pets. Perfect. They need food. Of course, they do. Yeah. 
So, so that's my last no, comment. No, it's, you, the, it's what know. Thanksgiving is all about. It really is. It's, it's what I like Thanksgiving it. is all it's about. It's not about a religious or a, no. a political thing. It's simply about giving gratitude. We'll forget about what we did to the Indians. I On was that just going to say that. <laughs> I was just going to say, let's not mention that trade. Okay. <laughs> Thanks so much. Thank you, Diane. Thank, Thank you, me. Cindy. Contact us. Our Facebook page, Women Beyond a Certain Age, and Women Beyond at iCloud.com. We'd love to hear about your Thanksgiving. Bye. Bye.